On this episode, our special guest, Mian Barnes, has joined us via telephone. The sound quality is different. That would be the reason why. Welcome to the T Times 3 podcast. I am T1, here with my sisters and a very special guest. Uh, introduce yourself, please, ladies. Uh, T2 here. Hello, everybody. T3. And our special guest, Mignon Barnes. All right. Hey, welcome, Thank welcome. You. And welcome. Thank you. <laughs> the month of April is Autism Awareness Month. And today, April 2nd is World Autism Awareness Day. Okay. I found out on December 18, 2007, the United Nations, I think a committee of the United Nations got together and declared April 2nd to be World Autism Awareness Day. Okay. I did not know that. And, I, okay. and then another thing I found out in my research, they have themes. For each month, each year, you know, the autism month each year. Mm -hmm. The theme this year is inclusive education for students with autism. I think they're trying to push from what I've been reading. They're trying to push instead. Now, I I never liked how they had the separate class. Oh, yeah. For the special needs Uh students. So I think more districts, more school districts are starting to include the children in the general education classroom. So that's the theme for this year. 2022 okay. for Autism Month is inclusive education, okay. and that's good because if you think about it, the world is inclusive, right? Yeah, you can't keep the babies separate in the right. little because I remember passing by the classroom they had all of the kids over there, you know, and then we never did see them unless you passed that classroom. That's true. But that's if you think about true. it, the world is inclusive. You're not gonna be separate. You're gonna have to that's be out right. there in the world, so you might as well bring them on in the classroom. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's good. Yep. I, I'm glad that that's the theme for this year. But before we get into all that, we are going to go through our month in review. Yes. Where we go through and we review things that happened in the previous month. So, ladies, how was your March? You want to go first, Mion? How was your March? My March was okay. Um, it was after my birthday, March fifteenth. I turned forty-two, hey. which is the new thirty. So I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <ma'am. laughs> um, but it was it was a pretty good month. I mean, it's been very busy, mm. yet it's been a good month. It's been it's been good. That's all good. I can say. All right. How was y'all? Yes, how was your how was your March? Uh March was women's month and I really enjoyed watching because I watch every time they confirm a new Supreme Court judge. And oh, this yeah. was the first yeah. time I saw because uh, you know they didn't televise. They I don't know if they had well, I'm sure they had television back with Thoroughwood Marshall and, and uh, Clarence, but I didn't watch right. that. Right. Uh, so I watched. I remember watching Brett Kavanaugh. That was a mess. Yes, it was. And then, um, <laughs> what's her name? Barrett. She was up there. She didn't know where she was. She's like, she just like they just pulled her off the street and oh, put her in the confirmation committee. You know, because like yeah. she had never really 
had been in a courtroom prosecuting case. I want to know how they let that happen. That right. Crazy. She only taught law in school. That's it. She was just a professor. Oh, that's it. That's and crazy. now she's a Supreme Court judge. Girl. So mm-hmm. here we come with homegirl with her sister locks. Yes. And they were nice. <laughs> Scout was greased and she was up there. <laughs> um, just looking beautiful and I, and regal and everything. And right. I just, I really admire her. I haven't, I've never touched her or touched anybody that know her, but I felt like I knew her. She looked like some of my professors. She looked like some of my family members, you know? She, and I, 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 I really see, excited about she is that. What, she is what people mean when they say representation matters. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. right. even if she is nothing like me, mm-hmm. she represents me. Yeah. She had, she was, she was representing the people wear glasses. I said, yes, up there with the That's right. Natural hair. Cause I wear them. Dog yeah, skin. Yes. Uh, um, she got me with the name. Katanji. Yes. yes Homegirl. I feel you. Oh, how she checked every box. She has worked in every level of the judicial system. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't get no better than that. Yeah, yeah. public defense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, everything. Right. She has yeah. worked in every level. Local, she went for Ivy League. national, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Whatever you want, she got a bag for it. Here you go. I was there. I did it. Um, And they still working on her confirmation. I can't believe they haven't voted yet. Well, yeah, that's crazy. Yet. That's I was cr- looking for her first date, and she hadn't even started yet. Mm. But you know she gonna get in there though, cause they they can't deny. Her. What about you? Uh, T2? Yeah, T two. March was it went by real real fast. Um, I don't know anything that happened in March other than Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. That was just like was exciting. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes, uh, was. nothing in, in my March. personal life. Oh, my oldest took the ACT. She's getting letters from colleges now. Like, that's a new thing for me. Because, wow. you know, I know how I felt when I got the letters. But, mm-hmm. you know, having mm-hmm. somebody that you raised from a baby, you know, have colleges interested in them, it's just it's mind-blowing to me. It's like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's a new thing. <laughs> well, for Women's Month, I read Dear Girls by Ali Wong. It was like a letter to her daughters. I've watched both of her comedy mm-hmm. specials, the ones yeah. where she was uh, she was pregnant, and her book is um, funny, but also really practical conversations with her daughter and uh, her daughters. And uh, I like I like how she approached it. She did a really good job. I think she's one of those comedians that takes the art of comedy serious. Yeah, she's not yeah. just like, oh, I'm funny, so let me get on the stage. Right, or, oh, right. I can I can self deprecate. Let me get on the stage. No, right. mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. really considers that. You know, comedy is an art. Let me study it. Let me work at it. Let me yeah. you know, perfect it. You so. should watch her on Human Resources. She's she's the, main, she's the main character on it's Big Mouse spinoff called Human Resources. Oh, and she's the main character, <laughs> but it's good though. All right, next segment. Uh, now for our mentions. This part of the podcast, we mention our or slightly suggest different events, books, movies, music, foods, websites, people, even mm-hmm. um, upcoming events. I said events, okay. uh, services, websites, anything that might interest that we think that might interest you. Uh, but my mention uh, for this episode is Viola Davis playing Michelle Obama. Okay, hmm. it airs on April seventeenth on Showtime, and you know how we do. You can subscribe for Showtime just enough to watch the show. I see it on Hulu. And, and, <laughs> And support our cousin because her last name is Davis, so she's yeah, my right. cousin. Hey, Viola girl. Uh, mm-hmm. And her name Viola, so she knows she's from the South. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> uh, 
So you can you can subscribe real quick and then you can cancel after you watch. But we mm-hmm. want to support support our old man girl. That's right. That's my mention. Uh, let's see. I don't know if I have any mentions this time. Um I don't want to steal me on Thunder since so she can talk about what team capables have coming up because I was going to talk about some of that stuff. But um, let's see. I don't know. I don't think I have any mentions, y'all. This is T3. I don't have a mention this up. Yeah, I don't think this I have one. any mentions. Music or no events y'all been to? Uh, oh, I got an event I'm going to. Oh, oh yeah. Weeks. I'm going to see Eric Bellinger and Sammy. Ah, I love Eric Sammy. Bellinger, y'all. Yeah, for real. Who like, is Sammy? Oh. I know you ain't talking about little Sammy. The crazy things I do for love. You know Sammy. Girl, I don't know that. I thought you were talking about Sammy Davis Jr. See so what they're doing, a hologram? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Sammy now singing the song again? You know, he said, the crazy things I do for love. Nope. You don't remember that. I'm going to have to what look that up. What was the song he had? Was, was that 97? Huh? Oh. Um. He when, did that, when did that come out? I if I send been. you a picture of him, you're going to remember. He, yeah. he came out like early 2000. Yeah, I was at work. I don't remember. <laughs> and what about you, Mignon? What do you have to mention? Um, I have Washington Parish first. I took a walk, which will be Saturday, um, April 9th, from 10 a.m. until we're going to walk through Cassidy Park a few times. So, I have titled the Autism Walk Laps of Love. I love it. I can't it's wait to go. Support of our autism community here in Washington Parish. Oh, that's gonna be so sweet. The little mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. I uh, know. I love all the work that you're doing. Y'all gonna, have, y'all gonna have t-shirts? Yes, we will oh, have okay. t-shirts. Um, we did a cup sale a few weeks ago with. It's been going on since a few weeks ago, and the cooks have really been selling well. Um, there will be T-shirts available also. Okay. Can we buy them there? Yeah, you can okay. buy them at the Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, I remember I bought a T-shirt. They got a, um, a black breast cancer awareness group here. Girl, they had words spelled wrong on the thing. I took the shirt back to the headquarters. Oh, Lord. She said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I took it back to the headquarters. I said, well, y'all, what's the address? <laughs> and I said, what you want the address for? I said, because I want to bring this T-shirt back. It had sponsored, sponsored by, that was spelled wrong. Oh, Lord. Spelled wrong. The corporations that had sponsored, that was spelled wrong. I said, uh-uh. how you, how you going to misspell H-E-B, girl? Girl. <laughs> I took this shirt back. I said, y'all give me another shirt. She said, oh, Oh, we printed some more. I said, good. Give me one. Like, oh, you can keep it. You can keep and it. it wash your car with it. I said, I ain't washing my car with that shirt. That word spelled wrong on it. Take this shirt back. Give me a new shirt. <laughs> that is so funny. Wash your car with it, girl. Now, that's a black stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was a, it's a black. It's a like, black. Keep that. Wash your car with it. It's a black organization here. They they do a, walk, a breast cancer walk for you I know, love black, black women people. and whatever. <laughs> I love black people, yeah. Well, you can keep it. You can keep it. And, and I said, uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't want that. We got enough rags. Okay, so let's get into this topic here of autism awareness. First, we want we want um T2 to, to introduce our special guest. Yes, yes. That's going to be discussing because... 
can you hear the background? That's all the, all the people. What holler. is that? Oh, oh, that's the, that's the audience. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so introducing our special guest today, uh, one of my dearest friends, my girl, Meon Barnes. She is the founder of Team Capables. They do a lot of work in the area that she lives for families that have autistic, not only just children, right? Just members of the family. Yeah. Right. It's members of the community. All right. So I'm not going to say anything else about her other than she is a wonderful woman. And I am so glad for her to be on this podcast with us. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. I'm glad y'all have me on. Thank you. We would like to know, uh, Mian, what led you to start Team Capables? Um, what led me to start Team Capables was the fact that Washington Parish has no autism awareness in this community. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when I say there's no awareness here, I mean there's no awareness. Mm-hmm. And so... I felt like someone had to step up, you know, and try to bring that awareness into this community. Right. So that our children, and not just our children, but our artistic community would have a voice. Right. Because yeah. I know, in the, especially in the black community, we don't talk about mental health. We don't talk about disabilities. You know, we just have those people off to the side. Yeah. It's what That's I like. Right from growing up you know they keep right. them there and keep them quiet yeah kind of like, right. like you said t one about that classroomness that was separate from everybody yeah. else you removed right. them from these areas of learning they're basically boxing our autistic children and autistic adults in yeah. and so it's like they have rights they have feelings they need to be included on That's everything right. but Unfortunately, that's not the reality that we live in. Now, I have a question uh, to interject um, following that first one. Have you met any opposition from um, this parish with trying to incorporate autism awareness in, you know, in the area? Yes, I have. Really? Yes, I have. When I come up with ideas, I'm like real headstrong on things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with the idea of placing autism aware awareness signs in different mm-hmm. um, areas in our communities. The signs are, are for our autistic children. It lets a driver know, hey, you need to slow down. You got an autistic child in this mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. So I came up with the idea and I contacted a few people who worked at City Hall and for the city of Bogalusa. And I was asking them, like, hey, can y'all order some autism awareness signs Mm -hmm. so that we can, you know, place them in different areas? I was told, no, ma'am, those signs, we cannot order 16 signs because at this moment, I'm up to 18 children with 10 tables. And so two of the kids already have signs mm-hmm. in their areas. So why not, why can't we get the other signs put out? Right. Well, right. I was told, no, ma'am, 
we we will not pay for 16 autism signs. So what I did a few weeks ago, I ordered the signs myself. And this past Sunday, I put out 16 autism awareness signs in our um, communities. I love that. That's good. That's I good. saw those signs. They were so pretty. <laughs> I don't you. know. I don't know if you've seen, but have you seen? I've seen on the internet where people have spray painted on their drive or the driveway or on their garage door. Uh, please, uh -huh. you know, don't do this or don't, you know, loud noises. So we have an autistic person. They tell the cops, please don't shoot. This is an autistic person. He may not respond. Uh -huh. You know may not respond to your commands or whatever um right you know we've seen in the news where autistic people have been um arrested or even shot uh -huh. because yeah. they didn't because respond they to the officer yeah, right. they don't have the ability or their uh, sensory overload is what i'm hearing it's That's sensory right. overload is you yelling at them and they just you know they can't process that loud noise so that right need to have a certain approach so people spray paint on their garage doors and spray paint you know so it's good that you have like a nice looking sign so people can stop yeah. so people won't have to right. do it on their driveway or on their garage uh -huh. door you know to to alert uh -huh. people to that. approach this person let's see our next question uh did you have any older family members that were autistic or how did you and your family and how did you, you and your family or the community treat them from my understanding, if we did have any other older autistic um, family members, no one ever mentioned anything, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like this, this big thing in black communities. You don't mm -hmm. tell what's yeah. going on in my household. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And so if they did have autism, we never knew about didn't it. Know. Same with our family because... They all say like, oh, you know, that's just so and so son. He just he what's what's the things we say? He not rap tight. He he a little different. He a little different. He a little slow. A little touch, yeah. Or that dreaded R word. I can't. That word makes my skin crawl. Even back in the day, we used to use it. You know, they have to throw that label out. But I'm thinking, just like you said, Mignon, we probably had we probably all had somebody in our yeah. I'm sure, right? And I think it would have. I've heard some older people say, you know, I remember when they got their diagnosis, like older, mm, later yeah. on in life, I remember struggling as a child. Mm. Yeah. I uh -huh. didn't know what it was. You know, people just, your mama just tell you, you better bring an A home and that's it. Right. You know, right. I, I think that would have um, helped, you know, in the, in the long run, like our generation, it would have helped us know how to not only identify, but, um, to include and to to treat with compassion the people yeah. that are you know autistic because we oh we've had this in our family so my grandmother and my mama did this so I already know you know what I'm looking what for to do. do yeah yeah right. so I, yeah. it's good you have this in in especially in the south because yeah. mm -hmm. you know we're good for putting somebody in the back room yeah, yeah. we can be real close minded yeah. put them in the back room and go take them a plate. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, you know, like on that movie Soul Food. Food. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Joe had the man in the back. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's the one that had the money, girl. That's the that's right. The whole the whole time. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Him in the back room. He was the one with the most is in the house. Yeah. Next question. Um, 
How did you find out your child was autistic? Um, so I noticed around the age of two, he began to regress in his speech. And so that was like one of the main, um, things that stuck out to me. Yeah. Like my child went from saying, 24 words to send me forward. And mm-hmm. so I reached out to his pediatrician and I'm letting her know, you know, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And at first she was just like, no, maybe it's terrible tools that he's going through. Mm-hmm. Trying, to, trying, to, trying to shrug it's it off. Mm-hmm. It's not a sign of terrible tools. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Terrible tools to me is a child is constantly talking. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I'm just like, nah, I'm not accepting it. Like, you need to tell me something more right. or we need to come up with some kind of plan on, you know, how to get my child assist. Yeah. Um, so the next thing that I had her do is I had her to refer me over to early steps. Mm-hmm. And early steps came, they assessed them and the therapist that assessed him, she couldn't clinically diagnose him, but she did. She agreed with me that it was autism. Mm-hmm. And so once he became three, he was able to be um, diagnosed correctly. And the autism diagnosis came back as severe autism. Mm-hmm. I remember, you, you know, you going through that process and, mm-hmm. you know, talking to me about it. And I was like, I, you know, I always pray for you and, and the baby. Right. And I was just like, I wish I knew what to tell her. Do you have any advice on how family members can be supportive? Uh, what could somebody say? You know, what, what, where, where could a family member insert themselves if they need to? Yeah. Um, for support. As a, yeah. As a, as a pillar of support. I'm going to say, as a mother, you know your daily routines with your child. You know pretty much what your child is capable of when they are in that young stage. So if you pay attention to signs and you see something's not right, I say go get your child tested instead of just sitting there doing a self-diagnosis and saying, oh, no, she just has a behavior problem. No, she's just bad. He'll grow out of it. No, go and get your child tested. I Mm -hmm. feel like the earlier you start with things, the better Mm -hmm. success you will have. Mm -hmm. Especially with this autism. Like, this is something I would not wish on my worst enemy, yeah. but at the same time, this is the journey that has been handed to me. Yeah. And so I have to take this journey by both hands and, and walk with my child through yeah. through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and you do it, it beautifully. It's, it's, it's not a lot of, of people that understand what autism is. Right. Um, right. It, it's your child learning and doing things in a different manner. Okay. And so I say with that, you know, you can't pull 
your child into your world, you actually have to go into okay. your child's world yeah. to mm-hmm. understand what's going on. Oh, wow. You know, that's like, I'm trying to grasp Because I, I have never reading. thought about it like that. Like, basically putting yourself in your child's shoes. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, you know, whoever you're dealing with, your family member's shoes. I have never thought about it like that. I just like thought, we should you know, do, we should do that anyway, you know, especially when you're dealing with children because they don't have the language we have. I think some of the tips that I've been reading about, you know, how to deal with autism, preparing for this show, I'm like, well, you could do that with every child. Mm -hmm. And I think I was reading here in Texas, they're trying to start, um, because you can talk more about it, Mian, like autistic students have something called an individualized education plan, an IEP. That you know, you get with the schools, counselors, or the special needs department, um, and they go through a plan of how to teach this child. Okay. And I was reading, they say when you meet one autistic student, you just met one autistic student. Yeah, they you can't just meet exactly. yeah. And that's what I didn't like about that class. They had all these different children with different disabilities, and they got them in the same room. Right. Well, you right. know, they I've do that. They to... do that with just normal children because my, my, I'm not normal, but you know what I mean? Just general, they call it general ed. General right. ed. General, like, cause my, my oldest, she doesn't learn like everybody in her class mm-hmm. learns. And mm-hmm. like, she's mm-hmm. struggling, she's struggling in math because of the way that they're teaching her. Right. But you, you put all these children in one, yeah. you know, That's one right. might be a visual learner. One That's might right. be, you know, I'm, I'm audio. So uh-huh. that, I, I, I can see where that, like a push for inclusivity could really benefit right not only differently able children but uh general oh, education too a lot of parents don't realize when they their child has an IEP that IEP can be challenged and right. so i learned that my you know my throughout the whole process of, mm-hmm. of going to school and everything with all of this first starting, but I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Right. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to talk to, but I had to find out things on my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I tell parents because I am an autism advocate for Our Lady of Angels pediatric clinic here in Bogalusa. And I like to tell those parents that when your child gets an IEP, you can challenge that IEP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if it's something on that IEP that you feel is not um beneficial to your child, you can challenge that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've done it before. I, I had to do it last year. Um They were only going to give my child 30 minutes of speech therapy and OT therapy together. That means 15 minutes of each. What is he learning in 15 minutes? Right. Nothing. Right. Nothing at all. I can't learn anything in 15 minutes and I'm no. a 38 year old woman. <laughs> exactly. And so I had to challenge that IEP. They only bumped it up to like 30 minutes for speech and 30 minutes of OT. But the fact that they didn't know that I knew you could mm-hmm. challenge that IEP. Yeah, that's right. Okay, Miss Barnes on her stuff. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm, I'm just like, I, I was so over the school system here. I, I removed my child from the school system and mm-hmm. I homeschooled him. Mm-hmm. 
And so with him being homeschooled, I feel more secure Mm -hmm. about things with him. You know what I'm saying? I heard a lot of parents say that during the pandemic. They were like, it was a perfect thing because my child's still getting taught, but he's safe at home. That's right. Mm -hmm. He's being taught safely at home. Mm-hmm. Um, because my child is partially verbal and does not understand danger nor recognize commands, mm-hmm. it's like if something happens to him, he can't come home and say, "Mommy, this mm-hmm. is what happened." Right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And and to keep myself from having anxiety attacks mm-hmm. and you know things like that, I just prefer to homeschool him. Yeah. Things have been going great. Yeah, that's good. Do you have him in like a sport? Or some type of recess where he can be um, with the children. He does have like his little. He loves to jump. He loves to jump. So I try to um accommodate that with trampolines and um, basketball and stuff like uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Um, to be honest, Team Capables was supposed to be a special needs basketball team. Oh. <laughs> It was going to give these kids, you know, a chance to get out the house and That's right. interact with each other and play basketball. My son, Zion, he loves to play basketball. No. And so because of the pandemic, it shut the whole season, well, two seasons down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still couldn't just let Team Capables go. Yeah. And so that's how I ended up turning it into a non-profit organization i love that and then that was that your first event was the was that the the prom was that the first event? the special needs prom that was my that. First event. when she told me about that i was like that is gonna be so cute mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was so, it was so cute i don't know who danced more me or the kids but <laughs> we, that's good we enjoyed ourselves and so we're um getting ready for the second annual um special needs prom which is gonna be in may may 21st mm-hmm. so we're getting ready for that okay. and that's like the highlight of the year for me that special needs prom oh yeah that's good now you said earlier that you didn't know you know you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy but it may be a good thing because the lord knew that you were going to Speak up, you know, this yeah. whole community um, has never had anything like this before. So, or maybe never had anybody to speak up. Never, with. nobody to because speak up. You know, they, you know they make had it before. They already but, nobody to have, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, to have a foundation like this as well. Yeah, no, they right. didn't no have advocates. Any, yeah, they didn't have any, any um, resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, here you come the lord knew okay she's gonna say something she's not just gonna sit here and take this and like you said even with the iep how many parents before you have signed stuff i remember when um the ritland was i think when i was in elementary school that was called and they were signing them children up for Ritland like it wasn't nothing girl they were passing it out like it was or something like that i'm like why are these parents Cause you know, you think, and I think you mentioned another thing about, and I, the word that came to my mind was persistent. You went to the doctor, you know, you didn't just brush it off just cause the doctor said, and I would add to that to get a second opinion. And that's something I got from, 
the others. We call them the others. They, they'll get a second opinion in a minute. And you know, yeah. we'll just take, I think, black people, we'll just take what the doctors say. Like, oh, okay, well, he said it'll go away. And we'll just um, believe what the doctor says. Right. You, know, you gotta right. be persistent in your health care. You gotta be persistent in your education. That's and you right. gotta go back again. Or you yeah. might have to go and ask somebody else. You know? And especially for your children. Yeah. Especially for your children. And I think that it is so almost just discouraging, but I'm glad that we have parents like me on that won't that won't accept the bare minimum. But it is yeah. astounding how how badly our education system wants to give the bare minimum to our Expecting children. Oh yes, girl. Yeah. Yes. And that not even the shame. bare minimum. It's like scraps. Yep. Like that is a shame. Yeah, it is. It really is. Yeah. Like even um even throughout his his little schooling, um, I was told, "Oh, he'll never talk. He'll never mm-hmm. be able to talk and mm-hmm. do this and do that." And I'm like, "I'm not accepting that." I mean, yeah. you see him for an hour, two, three hours, four. Yeah, right, time. right. You don't I, know. I know my child. I know what he's capable of. And so, I mean, I was told that like on three different occasions he'll never be able to talk he'll never be able to communicate he's mm-hmm. not going to be able to talk well lo and behold mm-hmm. within a week's time zion went back to school and mm-hmm. the next thing i know the teachers were calling me like miss barnes he's saying his abc's and he's mm-hmm. counting mm-hmm. what happened right <laughs> be there be there and i'm like Y'all want to box these children in. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to let you box my child in. That's I'm, right. I'm just not. Yeah. What you say he's not capable of doing, I'm going to prove to you that he is capable of doing right. that and more. Right. And so you have to be, and I tell any parent, you have to be persistent on, mm-hmm. you know, talking to your child and you have to communicate with your child don't just accept what these doctors and therapists and teachers are telling you that's right you have to go above and beyond when it comes to your child Mm -hmm. and that's not just any an autistic child that's any child any child that's right you have to go above and beyond for them that's right that's right. You absolutely now, right. I'm about to stand I, up and shout. I know it. That's, that's a sermon. That'll preach right there. I need to stand mm-hmm. up and shout on that, Mia. I know. Yeah, I know. The, 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 the ghost came. The spirit came mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Like, Got my thought, girl. <laughs> Got that podcast ghost. Uh-huh. Y'all, y'all understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you just cannot sit here and let these people just right. feed you. They feel like feeding you. Yeah. You cannot allow that to happen. Right. You can't. Mm-hmm. And and I always say when someone tells me no or they turn their back or whatever, I always say a turn back for me is motivation. Yeah. I'm going to show you. You might say he can't do it, but I'm going to show you he can and That's he right. can do more. Um, mm-hmm. A few weeks ago, he I had him assessed again. Because I wanted to know if they felt like he had progressed. Mm-hmm. I see the progression. Right. But to the therapist that assessed him, she's still saying that he's on a level three, which is still severe autism. Mm-hmm. She also diagnosed him with a severe learning disability. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also got a 
diagnosis of RFID. RFID is really an eating disorder mm-hmm. diagnosis. And so it kind of shook me up at first, but mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what? I, this is out of my control. It's mm-hmm. nothing I can do. So what I'm going to do is let God handle this. That's right. That's right. I'm yeah. going to let God handle it. Um, yeah. And you know they, how they say it's, it's cliche, but they, they say God give his, his what hardest fights to his strongest soldiers. Strongest soldiers. So, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so my thoughts. My thought came back. We were talking last <laughs> month about um about it's easier, you know, to take that first answer. Mm-hmm. Somebody tell you no, it's mm-hmm. easier. You know, it's easy to tell the child to be quiet, sit down. You know, like we were told, you sit down and shut mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Children supposed to be seen and not heard. Right. Um, it's easier because now I don't have to do that extra work. Mm-hmm. If I could just silence this child, silence this person, you know, I don't mm-hmm. have to. I don't have to advocate. You know, I don't have to speak yeah. up. I don't have to go and confront these teachers, these doctors, you know, all these educated people. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do it. It's easier right. to us to just silence the child. You just be quiet. And I think that's why it's grown so bad now because people have done that. You know, yeah. when your child, your child is is talking in class. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the thing they should do now is put the child in the play. You know, like we have heard some of these comedians say, you know, like my my, my teacher made me get up in front of the class and do a set because I kept goofing off, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Chris Tucker said his teacher did that to him. Um, Bill Duke, the, the writer, director, uh, uh-huh. he would sit in class and write all the time. So his teacher said, okay, well, get in this, this competition, this writing competition. Yeah. He was like, what? You know, but see, that's the extra step that the parent has to take. Do you remember uh-huh. talking about that? Uh, was that? Yeah, that was probably yeah. me because I had. No, a, oh, yeah, yes, we were talking. Um, it wasn't last month, but we were talking about that. It's easier for us, yes, yeah. for the parent to not deal with. We just ignore it, right? And just you take know, other people worried about our children. Take other people right. worried about our child. So I won't have to do that extra work. So I won't have to go and pay that tutor, right? So as far as as far as I will always. Stand on ten toes and advocate for my children. Mm-hmm. I had a, a situation. I have uh, it was a tr- trouble with a teacher when when um my oldest was in elementary school, and the teacher was just sending notes home, sending notes home. She's fiddling in her backpack. She's getting up and sharpening her pencil five times. She's doing this. She's doing that. And so I had to go talk to the teacher, and I told her, "Okay, so you're sending me all these notes." telling me what my child is doing in this class, but what are you doing when she's doing yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Are you just sitting down writing a note talking about what she's doing, or are you trying to correct her? Yeah. And I told her, I said, if she's fiddling in her backpack, drag her backpack up there to your desk. If she needs something from it, let her get your attention and ask for it. Mm-hmm. If she's sharpening her pencil four or five times, I bought her a pencil sharpener. It's, it's you know, in her stuff. She can keep it in her desk because they have the flap-up desk. Mm-hmm. She can keep uh-huh. it in her desk. If she's doing something to disturb the class, move her to the front of the class. Mm-hmm. But she was already in the front anyway because I would make sure that she was in the front because my child did have uh, trouble when she was younger with focusing, which mm-hmm. I still think she does. But uh, And I knew that. So you're not gonna tell me that she's just a disturbance. Yeah. Like me, I said, right. like you know your child. Me, right. I said, I know my child. Right. So you're not gonna uh-huh. tell me what my baby can do. And really what it was, what it was was the teacher was probably telling you, Mia, what I'm not gonna do. I'm That's not gonna what it do is. I'm Every not gonna time. Take extra time 
every so, time you know what see, see, so your child needs that's exactly what yep. she was telling me and see the first issue that i had he was accepted to the head start mm -hmm. and so he was there for three days on the third day i got a phone call and the family advocate was like hey miss boys i'm like hi what's going on because mm -hmm. i had just dropped him off at right. school and so she was like um i just wanted to ask you does zion eat before he comes here like yeah he you know he eats his little breakfast or whatever mm -hmm. she said well he doesn't eat anything while he's here and he's not socializing with the class you know he's very standoffish to himself I said, ma'am, say no more. Let me go see what's going on with my child. Mm -hmm. And so I go to the school and I peek in, in through the windows because they have tinted windows, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you can see in, and I'm not sure if you can really, they can see outside mm -hmm. of those windows. But I'm looking at my child. I stood there 10 minutes watching my child play by himself while the other 16, 17 kids mm -hmm. are on the rug having rug time with the teacher. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, okay, so no one's going to say, come on, Zion, join the class. Right. Like, you there know, you bring that inclusiveness mm -hmm. to my child. And so I stepped from behind the glass and I stepped into the classroom. So the teacher assistant, she addresses me. The teacher never addressed me oh, no. at all. There you go. That's now, it. That's the answer right there. That's crazy. Right. So the assistant comes and she's like, he doesn't eat anything. He's been here three days, Miss Barnes, and he won't eat. I said, ma'am, there are things in my child's backpack, his snacks, his noodles, his crackers, everything that I knew that he likes mm -hmm. to eat. I include that in his backpack right. because I know my child's not going to eat grits and eggs. Right. He, he's into textures. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He has a sensitivity with textures. Mm -hmm. And so the lady was like, oh, no, ma'am, Miss Boyd, we can't give him outside food. Oh. I said, so my child been in here three days and haven't eaten nothing? <laughs> when you gonna, what was she going to say something, big dummy? <laughs> right. And so I said, that's not acceptable. Right. That's very not, that is totally unacceptable. She said, we can't give him outside food. I'm so sorry, Ms. Barnes. I said, ma'am, how, how is it y'all can allow a child to sit in y'all class mm, mm, knowing mm. the child's condition? I said, because y'all know my child is autistic. Yeah. I said, have every single piece of paper that I have, you have it. Yes, and you know he has a sensitivity to textures. He's not going to eat boiled eggs. He's not going to eat scrambled eggs. He's right. not going to eat this stuff. So I include his his snacks and his food with him. And he's so, um, he's a loner. I said, ma'am, he's autistic. I said, you know, I'm not even going to argue with you. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm just going to pull him out. He's not going to finish today. He's not coming back, but thank you. Thank right. you for allowing my child to come and sit in your classroom. And so mm -hmm. the principal calls me and she's like, can he just finish the week out? No, ma'am, mm -hmm. he cannot. For what? To be hungry? 
Right, exactly. And I told, I told her, I said, ma'am, I said, let me tell you something. I said, I don't need a babysitter. Mm-hmm. When I bring my child here, it's to learn. Education. I don't need a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she wanted me to allow him to finish the week out. I told her, no, ma'am. I said, what I'm going to do is try to get him some ABA therapy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. But the principal was like, well, can't he can still come here. The therapist can come and do the ABA. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, and ma'am. I told her, I said, I'm not soliciting a therapist to come to school. Like, okay. you know you have autistic children coming into your facility. Mm-hmm. Everything should be implemented before That's school right. That's right. That's right. You should have been prepared. Right. Yep. And I, I don't like. So, I'm I'm with you with that pulling kids out of school. I don't I don't yank my baby out of a couple of them. You only got to <laughs> show me once. Well, <laughs> once. That's right. You show me right. once. Y'all know how many schools my child been in. Yeah. I, I'm not. No. No. I'm not about. No. I see. My approach is different because we live in a small town. But uh, I'm gonna you gonna see me. So yeah. you either gonna teach my child what they need to know, or you gonna get tired of seeing my face. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. I, 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 my thing is with the school system, with special needs kids and with general education children, they I've noticed in all the schools we've been in, we've been in a few of them. <laughs> they 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 pay attention to the behavior. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what I've learned, what is happening those five or six steps before we get to the behavior because all misbehavior all behavior is a form of communication yeah right this child is saying something to you right and you're not paying attention all you paying attention to is the behavior yeah your your son he he keep taking his shoes off why is he taking his shoes off have you looked inside the shoe is it a rock in the shoe that dumps the shoe out (laughs) and let the baby put his shoe back on and you don't took all this time for the class when you could have fixed that right there just by paying attention to the child. Yeah. Right. And I That's had a right. tell me, she was like, oh, you know, we got we got 20 or so kids in the class. I can't really pay attention to all the children like that. Well, homegirl, you need to get you some help. Yeah. Right. right. They had teachers' aides uh, since 1983. So mm-hmm. that system has been in place since then. So you need to go and get you some help. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can't look at these twenty kids like you're supposed to. Right. Girl, these people make me they make me ill, girl. Well, I oh, wanted to know about the emotion. Oh, okay. oh yeah. The emotion okay. mignon you experienced when you got your when you got the official diagnosis. The emotions that ran through me was like, Oh my God, like where do I start? Yeah. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Um, where can I go? Where can I go? Who can I talk to? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being at work that day and the therapist, she called to go over the entire report of his assessment. Mm-hmm. And she told me, Ms. Barnes, I'm diagnosing him with severe autism. And then she gave me, um, her opinion on things that he would and would not be able to do. And so after that phone call, I went into the bathroom at work and I'm by myself in the bathroom and I'm, I'm just standing in the mirror looking like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Mm. I was going to say that. Like, like, I I know you felt like it was something that you, me, you know, like, 
I felt like I was the reason my child has this condition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I started crying. I started crying and immediately, like, God just started talking to me, like, what are you crying for? Yeah. And I'm like, telling myself, that's right. What am I crying for? Because it's not hereditary. We found out it's right. not hereditary. And so, I just had to suck them tears up. I had to wash my face and pull myself back together and say, you know what? I'm I'm just going to handle this the best way that I can. Yeah. Lord, give me strength. Walk with me and my child. Yeah. And he has. Yeah. He has. It's been four years um, since his initial diagnosis. And like I said earlier, I would not wish this on my worst enemy. Um, <laughs> it's so much that goes with this yeah. autism. Yeah. You know, the sleepless nights. Yeah. Um, having a child that cannot effectively communicate with me. Mm -hmm. So I have to pay attention to him. Like if he's not feeling well, I have to pay attention to his actions, is he moving enough? I, right. I feel like if he running through the house, he's feeling good. You right. know? Mm -hmm. and, and so I have to pay attention to those things. And it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. I'm a single mother. Mm -hmm. But at the, at the end of the day, I'm a mother first. That's mm -hmm. right. And so mm -hmm. I just have to make it do what it do with my, when right. it comes to my baby. Yeah. Do you have a lot of support in your family? I do. We do have a lot of support. Um, on my mom and dad's side, we have a tremendous support system. Um, those people, they don't make him feel any less. They don't make Zion feel uncomfortable. That's you know, but being around them, they are loving, supporting, yeah. and I know they have our backs and we have theirs. Yeah. So and I know it doesn't it doesn't make it easier for you, but I know having support can lighten the load a little, you know. That's right. Just knowing yeah. that somebody understands and you know is not gonna treat you or him any differently. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because yeah, that was a part of the question that you wanted to ask. Uh, yeah. did anyone treat you or your child differently after you got the diagnosis? Mm -hmm. We have had a few people that, you know, kind of like shied away from mm -hmm. Zion because of his diagnosis. But at the end of the day, I'm like, they were never genuine to begin exactly. with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's not like he has a plague right. or he has mm -hmm. a leper. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yeah. A, a seven year old, um, very active mm -hmm. little that has a different ability. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, and so it I mean it's all good. You mm -hmm. know, you, you learn people best when you're either sick, broke, yeah. or down in the dumps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. true. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They show themselves every time. When you That's sick, right. broke or in trouble is when you learn who's really genuine yeah. in your life. So 
I just say, God bless those that did turn their backs on Zion. Mm -hmm. I just hope they never need him when he becomes that successful um, brain surgeon right. or heart surgeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was talking to one of the mothers at my son's school. Her son is um autistic and she she said the same thing she said because she was talking about the school she said i don't want them because they were giving her some trouble i think she actually left and went to a different school she said i don't want them when my son become president or I'm, don't put his name up on so he went to school here right <laughs> i know don't, right. don't even put his name up talking about the put, school, a, put a bench with his name on it yeah she said don't put nothing on don't put his name on nothing when my baby become president that's right mm -hmm. that's right because they didn't want to help her while she was there. Um, we would like to know uh, if you have some advice. I know you did give a little advice, but um, if you have any other advice that you would give parents of autistic children. Okay. My, my only advice to parents are, as I said before, when you see different signs and you may see regression in your child's um, progress or milestones. I say go and get your child tested. Make sure you keep in touch with your pediatrician. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about making sure your child is going to thrive in life. And mm -hmm. so the sooner you get those tests done and assessments done, I say the better your outcome and your results will be. You know, you, you can't just wait until your child is 12, 13, 14 years old to say, oh, I think I need to go and get her tested. I think right. something's wrong. You need to go and have those, those tests done like ASAP. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Then tr trust your instincts. Would you yeah. say that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You can you can feel when something is not not right. That's right. Yeah, especially That's mother. right. Mm hmm And and don't be ashamed because I was right. reading like a lot of families. That's another thing. Do that's not scared be ashamed, and ashamed of mm -hmm. your child having a different ability. Right. And you know we I see that a lot too in the community. A lot of parents are like in denial yeah. or they're embarrassed to say their child has autism or Asperger's. Mm -hmm. I'm not a change. No, I am not. Changer. I speak on autism. I know people get sick of me talking about it, but at the same time, I speak about it because I'm going through it, mm -hmm. and I'm not ashamed to let people know, you know, what I'm going through. This is my life story as well, mm -hmm. and so don't ever be ashamed to let people know your child has a, a different ability no that, i think that goes that goes with being an advocate too you can't overlook something and you know be an advocate secretly mm -hmm. you have to be loud and you have to be bold when you're advocate. that's right yeah that's right because yeah. you don't know who who's like your statement you right. know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i mean you do have a lot of a lot of your black parents and i mean it's it's horrible to say but a lot of your black parents do have autistic children and they hate to say something's wrong mm -hmm. they hate to say it. like it's a like it's a stain it's yeah, not it's not a stain. stain 
I'm a, it's I, not I, a stain. They just learn differently. That's it. Yeah. Y'all tell me if y'all think it might be a little bit of this. We know how black people are, and I think that's the next question about black people in the South, especially uh-huh. in the South. Yeah, because that's where we all are. We know we're going to get ribbed over some things. Somebody going to come and, and talk or make a joke out of, you know, you, right. your life or, you know, anything. So maybe uh-huh. it might be a little bit of like turning oh, yourself against that. I don't I know. I see what you're saying. That's probably what it is. They don't, they've made jokes about, cause you know, we've seen a lot of comedians make a lot of jokes and make a lot of money making fun mm-hmm. of uh people with disabilities. Yeah. Uh, I, just watched, uh, I, I, I just watched Mike Epps. I just watched his new Netflix series and he had a little segment on there when he was talking about somebody with a limp. Yeah. He loved that. He, uh, and I, I think it, I think it does. It's a disservice. It's a disservice because it's a thin line too. It's a thin, it's a thin line, line, but it's also for parents, you know, that that want to sweep it under the rug or you know are shameful about it. It's a disservice to your child because in that you can you can kind of make them feel different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like trying to keep them away from people, yeah. trying to you know protect them too much. Protect them too much. That will make. And even yeah. more than the world might make them feel different, yeah. you know. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I think that maybe because black people we do use humor a lot to deal with some of yeah. our tougher issues, yeah. but it can turn also around and be hurtful. I think uh-huh. it's a thin line between being able to be inclusive and you know everybody we can we can share in our problems in that way, but not like T two said, you know, try and guard ourselves so much to where we lose community or we lose inclusivity. Right. Uh-huh. And then you have to you have to have discernment too because you know you don't want to um, invite the the wrong people around uh-huh. you know you know people who don't have love or compassion who don't have yeah. love or compassion I have your best your best interest that's right yeah. so discernment that's comes right. too yeah yeah I think we all answered that question yeah well I don't know I don't know what no 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 the question was what's the best course of action and I well I guess we did because it means talking about it yeah right. Yeah, that'll be your best first step. Is this more people in the black in 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 the black in the black south? I guess. <laughs> black south, right? <laughs> and and, then, and it's about you know your feelings about uh, as you know a person that hasn't dealt with anybody other than you know Zion in the you know in yeah, my personal right. life with autism, right? You know? You want to, and I think sometimes we do do that too. Like we we approach it so uh, with such trepidation that right. it's almost it's uncomfortable too. Because like you, T two said, you don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. ask the wrong question. You know. Yeah. 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 So, so conversations definitely, definitely would be the first. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you really can't be an advocate for something if you don't have a clear understanding. That's true. So that's right. Oh, and then we wanted to talk about uh we don't have it on this list, but I think we talked about it a little bit in our group text about stemming. And that's another thing too that might add to some of parents yeah. um Yeah. And you know some of the children they vocalize. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's all sensory needs, like they like you, you spoke a little bit, Mignon, about how some of them um uh, can only eat certain things like the texture feels different to them you know it's more intense some sounds you know they have to cover their ears like i know some kids have uh headphones right i've been seeing because the, they get the sensory overload they can't take too much sound it and sounds you know, like extra loud my youngest is doing that now like if something is too loud she'll cover her ears and say 
mommy too loud. And I'm like, mm-hmm. when did you start doing that? <laughs> but, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So they take, they process information differently than we do. It's sometimes it can be more extreme. Mm-hmm. And then I was reading, they said even some, some autistic people have issues with pain. Like they don't feel like they'll mm-hmm. get a cut or something like that. And they don't feel it. Wow. So I guess it's, it's, it's truly a spectrum. You yeah. saw things on this side and you can get something way over here. Mm-hmm. You know, it's totally different, but it's still on the autism spectrum. Uh-huh. So when people see those things that they don't understand, yeah. you know, they kind of shy away from know. it. Yeah. Like, like y'all just taught me, Leon and, and T1, like I didn't even know about stimming. No, like the mm-hmm. sensor. Oh, I just thought it was like you know, uh, that learning, yeah. learning to, uh, differently. Their yeah. the verbal part of it. Like I didn't even think about like the sensory, the sensory parts, like the with the food and the you know. Oh, yeah. I didn't even. I didn't. The I didn't know. Sensories are huge. They have yeah, a, yeah. a huge part in your autism. Um, certain kids. They don't like certain colors. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It um, they said it hurts. It can hurt their eyes to look at a certain color. Uh-huh. Certain wow. colors are, are like their worst enemy. Um, too much mm-hmm. light. Like if a room is too is lit too mm-hmm. light or too bright, that could be a sensory trigger. Wow. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a lot. The I mean, mind is so powerful. Like It is. It's awesome. Wow. We'll never it, understand it, it. It's very, it's very different. Like, yeah. um, set in with Zion, like, we could go run and he would sit down and eat macaroni and cheese or spaghetti and meatballs. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, no, he doesn't want any meat. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want the spaghetti and the meat sauce. Mm-hmm. He may eat the noodles, may not. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I was reading too that they they can some people have a stimming or a sensory issue and that's their that's their issue for life. Or uh, some people they uh rotate. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes they'll have problems with light and then they'll like not grow out of it, it just won't bother them as much anymore. Mm-hmm. They learn how to cope with it, I guess. And then they'll start to have another, you know, something else. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, that's what I learned. Cause I thought like if you stem, like some people like shake their hands, they have to constantly move their hands, um, move their body or something. Or you see somebody like rocking all the time or something like that. Yeah. That's what I read falls under stemming. But then I learned that they could change. Cause, um, I was reading about this one case. Uh, this child was banging in the head, like hitting the head. And they said it might have been a response from like maybe too much light, too much sound, and that's the only way the baby could get the, you know, to I guess calm itself, you know. Yeah. Oh wow. So would, the baby uh-huh. would bang his head, but it didn't do it anymore. Uh huh. She stopped, and then she went on to what did they say she started doing? Uh, eloping. Now, when I heard the word elope, I only. I just thought it was marriage. You know, you go, yeah, but <laughs> run away. Eloping, yep. eloping yep. in autism is when they run. So mm-hmm. I had to um put chain locks on the doors because he can unlock the door and be gone. 
because like y'all said earlier, your policemen and first responders, they need to know how to encounter an autistic person. And on those ID cards, I asked those parents, I said, is your child a runner? Because if he or she is, this needs to be stated on this ID. That's right. My child is a runner. So you won't get shot in the back. That's right. And see, Mm -hmm. my child, he's a runner. You Mm -hmm. can ask him his name. He can tell you how old he is. He can tell you my first and last name. Mm -hmm. But if you ask him where are you going, he may look at you and take our running. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to keep him safe. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's something else. It's Mm -hmm. a lot to think about but I mean it's it's not going away so I was reading this one in 54 children uh-huh. are diagnosed with autism wow. so it's uh-huh. it's here so you might as well educate yourself right right or, please do what I've been trying to do I've been trying to like mind my language and yeah. the that I use when I didn't, you know, I didn't do it before. And mm-hmm. I'm starting to pay more attention when I see people out. You know, you see somebody doing something that, you know, we wouldn't, you know, usually do. Right. Not, not to stare, you know, teaching your children not to stare and all this kind of stuff. So, we, you know, we can get used to seeing these things. Right. Yeah. Because like we were saying earlier, you know, that's part, to me, that's part of inclusiveness. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's being more aware and and accepting these things instead of setting them apart and being different. Right, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I love it. That's good. This is this has brought us uh full circle. We made yeah. it to the end here. Uh, we want to talk about. T- oh, see, I thought Team K. I thought we was being the black and putting the S on it. It is Team Capables. Because you know, black people love to put an S on something, but it, it is okay. It's Team Capables. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, did I add that S on my own? But no. No, girl. Team capable. <laughs> you know, we were, we were going to add an we S to belts, Walmart, everything, girl. <laughs> so, but no, this is Team Capable's plural. So we write yeah. right there. So is there a way that people can donate or volunteer for events for Team Capable's? All, all the events that you host. And you have a website where people can go and donate and volunteer? I have not um, finished a website. We are working on that website, but um, I do have an email address. If they need to reach out to me, it is Team Capables Inc. That's T E A M C A P A B L E S I N C at gmail dot com. Also, I'm on Facebook with Team Capables. Um, or Mignon Barnes, either or you can contact me through those two um, social media sites. Well, I just want to thank you again for being our special guest, Mignon. Um, thank you, y'all, for having me. <laughs> I was you. so nervous. No, you, you gave great. us some some great information. You you did thank great. You. you spoke well. Do you want to hang around for our last segment? Yeah, we're almost done. Let me explain. Journal prompt. Uh, we take this time to give our listeners sentence starters or uh, ideas to motivate journal writing and reflecting. Is that right? That's what yes, journal yes. prompt is from? Okay. So my journal prompt would be um, just to relate to our topic today. 
for mothers of young children or children with disabilities to keep a food journal. Mm-hmm. Now, I did this for my child when he was younger. I wrote down everything he ate, everything that he consumed. Um, because, you know, you are, it, it's really true. You are what you eat. Yeah. It uh-huh. affects your, it can affect your mood. It can affect your, um, behavior. So that would be my journal prompt. And I could see when he would have like real sweet fruits, he was more active. Yeah. You know, if he had like more, more starches, you know, he was more likely to take a nap. But you know, people, you know, heavier food, starches, heavier foods, he would, he'd be knocked out, you know? <laughs> so, um, that's a good prompt. Mm-hmm. Uh, relating to, yeah, relating to our topic with, um, the people with, who are differently able, maybe keeping a food journal. You okay. know what your child eats and you can identify allergies as well as behaviors. Okay. Yeah. Because you are what you eat. I like that one. I needed to keep a food journal for myself. Yeah. This I wanted it myself. This morning I had two EL fudge cookies for breakfast. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you know what, if you if you really pay attention to what you eat, you can kind of you can kind of you know plan your day uh, where the bathroom is concerned. <laughs> I ate that. I didn't think that's what you were about. And to say. I knew I shouldn't have ate that. Let me stay close to a bathroom. You know? <laughs> oh man! All right, what y'all laughing at? Okay, wait. Let me tell me y'all first before I know. So. This last segment that we do, me on, we always try to uh, end the podcast on a funny note. Um, so we have a uh, what y'all laughing at, and it's titled that because when we would all be together, we would be in the back room somewhere laughing and giggling, and either um, our grandmother or mama would shout in the back, "What y'all laughing at?" <laughs> so we just um, tie in funny stories that you know happen that's kind of around our topic, or if it's you know, you can't find anything that's around our topic and just I got I guess well this time this time we chose to talk about different because uh, we've been a participant of different walks, heart yeah. walks and stuff like yes. that, breast cancer awareness walks and things like that. So we chose our uh, what you're laughing at to be something surrounding uh those different walks we experienced this time. Yeah. So you were gonna go first, T three? Yeah, I go first. So so since you have a walk coming up for Team Capables. That's why we're doing this. But uh, I was at a UNCF walk once when I was in college. And this was around the time where I had uh, gained my freshman 15 and then my sophomore 16. Ooh. Yeah. I forgot how many. I forgot how many. She was real, real skinny, though. So she didn't so my gain little, that much. So it didn't little, look like she gained that much. My little knees couldn't keep up, though. But <laughs> I, I have pictures. Of me doing that entire walk, I want to say it was a three k. Mm-hmm. Me doing that entire walk with my hands on my heels, I was tired. <laughs> Ooh, my goodness! Oh. Hands on your knees, hands on your, knees. <laughs> hands on your thighs, hands on your waist. I got, I got photo evidence. I did that entire three k. But you finished it, though. I finished it. Ooh, well, as long as you goodness. finished it, girl. That's how that matters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor thing. Mm-mm. I remember the year we went to the bubble run. I remember bubble run. And he oh, was pushing a stroller. And I, I, the baby was in the stroller, mm-hmm. I think. So they had little parts of the bubble run where you could go through the thing and the bubbles would shoot out. Yeah. And you know, you come out and you have bubbles all over. Oh, so the woman went through with the stroller. So 
the baby was clean before the baby went in there. So when <laughs> she took the baby through the little loop or uh, the hoop with the bubbles, it was nothing but bubbles in that stroller. You couldn't even see the baby. Oh, poor baby. So she, she in the stroller like, I'm trying to get the bubbles off the baby. I'm thinking, you be dummy. Why you took the baby in there? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so that was so funny to me. I died. And then the second the baby about to die too. Baby died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bubble. <laughs> well, I told one of my my uh breast cancer walk experience with that shirt that was still wrong. That wasn't the one that I picked though. But that's that's one. That's one story. I was so hot. Um, my real story though was uh, I went to this heart walk and I was a little late. But I don't think I, I was that late because I still, I saw people around the starting line. And uh, it was some runners because, you know, they usually put the runners first, right? Hmm. Have y'all seen that? They put the the people who run or jog, they let them go first. Uh-huh. So I still saw those yeah. people at the starting line. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I must not be that late. Maybe they started late. Because usually the runners go first and they be like halfway done, you know? Um, I usually just go with the walkers, the people that be walking in the back. So I saw, I saw the people running. I was like, "Oh, okay, well, I, I'm doing pretty good." So I'm walking with them. I'm keeping up with them, girl. I thought I was all healthy. We come around to, because you know, you do a little lap and you come back to the starting point. We come back to the starting point. I'm right behind the runners because I didn't run. I was walking. Mm-hmm. Um, get to the starting point. And they all stop. I'm like, we just running our walk. What they stopping for? And then somebody told me, I don't know if one of my coworkers, she was like, girl, that's their third round. Oh, <laughs> the first one. So I'm thinking, girl, I thought I was keeping up with these runners. I'm doing good. You know, we got the <laughs> they, all the runners, they was like, whew, good, you know. And they had, they had done three laps already by the time I was <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I thought I had caught up to them. They had caught well, up. Hey, they caught up to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't did nothing. I had did one walking lap, and they you were you were going so fast they had to catch up with you. Yeah, they had did three running laps, and I just did one walking. I could not believe I couldn't believe it. <laughs> oh man. man, that is too fun. Mm-hmm. But that goes to show that we participate. That's you just give us the date, and we will. It's it's, it's a walk. We're gonna show enough walk. That's right. Now don't don't invite me to no run. I'm not doing that. I'm a, uh, but I will walk for a cause. I'ma come to the walk next weekend. Me uh nah if my my stomach fall out over the top of my Ooh. shoulder, I don't talk about it. No, don't right. I'm gonna be I'ma be there fat and sassy. Oh my goodness. You gotta grip grip up your <laughs> Well we thank you all. Yes. And yes, definitely. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for yes. coming on our podcast and speaking to us about Thank this. Thank you um, for having me. Yes. So we thank you for, you know, being flexible and moving the time up and, and giving us so much of your time today. Thank you so much. Anytime. And we love you. I love y'all. Well, thank y'all again. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. See you later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Um, that's the end of the Tea Times 3 podcast. You can reach us at 
tx3podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us a comment. Send us uh, your love and That's support. Right. Send us donations. Yeah, yay. <laughs> send us some sponsorships, but we're going to spell sponsor right. I know, you better. I'm going to take the shirt back. <laughs> And uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram is TX3 Podcast. Twitter is Podcast TX3. That's right. Uh, so chat with us, talk to us, uh, right. like our pictures, subscribe, yes. and also donate. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.